The Church Media Podcast, episode 155, Secrets to Dynamic Communication with Ken Davis, part three. Let's do it. This is the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. Exclusive interviews and church media training from the best minds in ministry and Christian entertainment. Useful, practical content in the areas of audio, lighting, video, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. Broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Carl. Thanks for hanging out this week. I want to make you aware of a brand new department of our ministry that we've been working on that we are super excited about. We are all about helping you transform your worship experiences. And if you think about it, what worship experiences are happening in your church every weekend? You have an adult worship experience, a student experience, and maybe a children's ministry experience. So we've launched a brand new arm of 1230 Media called The Youth Room, and we're starting right now with a blog and a video podcast and also some student worship media products to resource youth pastors and leaders to enhance student worship experiences. We have a stellar team in place. I chatted with one of our team members, Trevor Miller, about the launch of these resources and what is in the works from our team for the future. Check this out. Hey guys, I have Trevor Miller on the line. He's our director of product development. Trev, what's up, buddy? How's it going, man? All right. So we want to uh, give our listeners uh, kind of a taste of the youth room and all the youth room stuff that we're launching. So uh, give us a, a just a quick snapshot of everything that we have uh, coming with the youth room resources. Yeah, so with the youth room, you know, our big idea here is just simply we've been wanting to resource the church for a long time, um, but from a youth ministry's perspective, we want to kind of resource that uh, specifically. And so, yeah, there's there's a, quite a bit of ways that we make that happen. Um, one is through um, our podcasts and through our blogs that are going to be happening that are available from the website. Um, we're also going to have worship media-specific off-the-shelf off things that youth pastors could use within their programming. They can grab, get their hands on and utilize in some kind of way. And then also custom media, um, just like we've been doing custom media for churches for a long time, we certainly would love to do custom media for youth ministries as well. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, and, and you kind of mentioned this, but who is the audience for, or what are what are all these resources, blog, podcast, worship, and custom media, who is it for? Who's going to use this stuff? Yeah, so our goal is basically to try to resource any church that's in need of any kind of thing when it comes to what happens within the four walls of a youth ministry, because we realize what happens within the four walls actually goes outside of the four walls. So um, in terms of what we're trying to create and resource, it's basically anything that would go into making a Wednesday night, Sunday night, event, camp, anything that's youth ministry specific, how we make that happen, that's what we want to kind of help resource. Here's some real practical ways, some practical resources to help you do your job the best you possibly can. Awesome. So all that stuff you can get right now on our website at 1230.media forward slash the youth room. That's 1230.media forward slash the youth room. We are so excited about the youth room and the ability to resource student pastors and leaders. You can check out the new blog and get information at 1230.media forward slash youth room. That's 1230.media forward slash youth room. 
All right, today we will wrap our three-part series with Master Communicator Ken Davis. If you missed the last two episodes with Ken, I give you full permission to stop now and go listen to those first. The man has dropped some serious knowledge on us about public speaking and communicating to an audience. We've walked through the SCORE method of delivering a talk or a presentation, and today Ken and I will chat about delivery, body language, microphone placement, and more tips for you as you deliver your talk or announcements or any type of public communication, especially in your worship experiences. These episodes are perfect for pastors, teachers, and hosts that talk from the platform in your worship services. Part three of my interview with Ken is on the way. And now, your church media tip of the week. Useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Hey guys, Kim Porter here from the River Church with my tip for you this week as you lead any team to your church. Encourage, encourage, encourage. It's incredibly motivating to a young leader to know that you're in their corner cheering them on, that you're there to push them, lead them, and celebrate with them. When developing young leaders, make it a point to be their biggest cheerleader, their biggest fan. Encourage them constantly about everything you can. Don't only encourage them when you're alone, but encourage and celebrate them in front of others. When you're addressing the whole team, let them know how proud you are of your young leaders, how much trust you have in them, how much you want to see them succeed. Remember, you model the kind of culture you want to see. If you are encouraging young leaders to succeed, others will follow you and do the same. Your ministry capacity will skyrocket when you choose to be intentional about raising up and developing young leaders. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach, Carl Barnhill. What about handouts? Um, Do you suggest doing, you know, a lot of pastors will have handouts where you fill in the blank, and what do you you suggest? What is a good method of using handouts? What is a a bad method of, of using handouts? Any blanks. I, I really believe this, I, I, and, and this is an opinion. There, I would anticipate there will be people who disagree with me. But anytime someone has to look down to write down what you have just said, they are missing what you're saying now. So unless when you say it and want them to write it down, you pause until they're done writing it down, it's a distraction. It is a distraction. Rather than blanks, give people an outline of the message that you've delivered. Tell them you're providing the notes that they will want to write. I also encourage people, though, that if the Spirit of God speaks to you and you, and you need to jot something down because you want to remember it, go ahead and do it. But I don't want people to start doing blanks. Mike Hyatt, my, my dear friend who was involved with our SCORE conference for many years, uh, used to hand out, uh, used to use handouts with a lot of blanks in them, and uh, this was in conferences where the audience could actually respond. And there was a lot of times when when we discovered 
together that there were a lot of times when people say, excuse me, I didn't get what was in this, what, what was supposed to go here? In essence, it really didn't matter. And if it had already been written down as something that they could use afterwards, then then that's just fantastic. They don't, you don't get any of that. People start worrying more about that they didn't get the blanks filled out yeah. than the fact that they didn't get the... Um, uh, you know that they that, that that they didn't listen to the message. So, and if you do have blanks, if you disagree with me, don't have the word that's supposed to be filled in the or and. Have it be a important point, a a singular word that drives home one of the one of the rationale, something like that. So let's move to appearance on stage. My, my dad's a pastor. I've worked with a lot of speakers and teachers uh, in my career. And one of the major things uh, that, uh, that they check is as, before they walk out on stage has nothing spiritual. They check their zipper. They check to make sure there's no yep. zits on the face. <laughs> so uh, talk to me about appearance yep. on stage. Yep. Well, I would disagree with you. Making sure you're zipped up is a spiritual thing. I, I don't separate <laughs> spiritual from that because you're going to be distracting people. Yeah. I can't. I've lost count of the number of times I've walked out, and someone has either alerted me by some little little pantomime they go through, or one time a person walked up with a note. It is worth. Your message is worth removing all the distractions. Mm. I tell women communicators. Watch that you're not wearing jewelry that will distract. I tell men communicators, as long as you're dressed in a way that is appropriate for your audience, I don't care I don't care about your jeans that have little rips in them that you paid for. I, I don't care about any of that. If it's appropriate for your audience, just make sure that nothing you're doing distracts from the message. A T-shirt with writing on it, don't do it. Don't do it. And almost any audience, there are going to be people straining to see what that writing is. Yeah. And even if it's clear and it's big, it, unless it says what you're saying, it doesn't belong there. Don't wear a tie that's louder than you are. You know, um, uh, 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 earrings that glitter. I listened to a, a, a lady give a, a magnificent presentation. She had big, huge, dangly earrings that were hitting the microphone. Right. On her face, you know the little the little uh, head mic. Yeah. So her entire message was doink 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 doink. Um, it's just it's it's considering again. This is about the audience. This is about the audience. You yeah. don't want anything to distract from what you're going to bring that could impact their lives. Yeah, I worked with uh, my my dear friend Kay Arthur. I don't know if you know Kay. Uh, but I know Kay Arthur so well. Yeah, we uh, I directed her television program uh, years ago, and that was a constant wow. struggle of a, of a dangling earring hitting a mic or something like that. And yep. so it, it's it's very important uh, on stage and also um, if you're recording something, you know, because you you could hit a yep. microphone or, or be a distraction um, from a technical right. perspective as if well. Yeah, and for men, if your nose ring keeps hitting the hand mic, right? Don't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> what about <laughs> you? Have that problem a lot? Uh, I, I heard. I'm sorry, I tickle myself. Yeah. 
Well, I, I hear you remove your nose ring before you go out. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever find me with a nose ring, please just eliminate my any speaking that I do from from then on. All right. What about uh, what about lighting audio microphone? Tell tell me technical wise any tips that you have there. Uh-huh. Yep. And if I might just remind me of that, I, even if you have to say it again, but I do want to say this. That the idea of a singular focus is not one that just applies to the message. It implies to the entire morning. Worship, whatever happens in worship, whatever happens in terms of announcements, should be considered in light of what you want to accomplish that day. So if it's in the way, if an announcement is going to impede that, Print it out, hand it out as they come in, or present it in such a way that it is part of part of what's happening. Uh, I, I say this, and, and I'll just say this, and then I want to go back to the very important question you asked. But worship is not the songs you sing before the message. Right. Worship is the day. And it should be planned with, with a singular focus, and the entire team is in on that focus. That is such a good okay, word. Okay, I got done with that rant. No, no. That, well, I'm going to continue the rant just a little bit. Um, that, that, that is such a, an important uh, piece of information, especially for uh, guys that listen to this podcast who are, who are planning the worship experience together, is mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. take the audience on a journey. Uh, throughout the day, and it all kind of flow, you know, right. be flow is very important. A theme is is very important. And I would encourage, yeah, and I would encourage worship teams, uh, and, and and this is I'm I'm speaking in love. Don't just perform for us. A worship leader is someone who leads us in worship, not allows us to listen to them worship. And so some of it is performance. There's nothing wrong with that. As a kid, we used to have solos. Someone get up and sing a solo. It was someone worshiping, and we were listening to them worship. But the experience ought to involve, from beginning to end, the freedom for the audience to feel that they are worshiping as well. The ability for them to hear each other worship is one of the most emotional experiences I have in my life to hear a congregation of people lustily, heartily singing praises to God together, and to hear a great band. I'm from Nashville, for heaven's sakes. Our worship team is absolutely um, amazing. I want to hear them, but I also want to hear the times when they lead us in worship. Right. I was at a church last night that the worship leader kept his eyes completely closed during the entire set, and I wanted to go. Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, engage us and and let you know. Yes, he was. It yeah. was obvious he was worshiping. That was key. But but yeah. to but to lock in with with me and we sing together. I thought was was yeah. key. I was That's like, right. open your eyes, dude. Um, but anyway, um, okay, so a couple more questions, and I do want to go back to this uh, kind of technical piece yeah. of lighting, audio, microphones. Give us some kind of technical tips and tricks. Well, most of this has been solved. When we first started our conference, um, churches were probably the most poorly lit places in the world. 
there's been some great examples that have been set throughout the years that have allowed that to change pretty dramatically. The lighting used to be... Um, uh, I, one, one guy said, well, it, it's not right to light up the speaker because our focus is supposed to be on God. And my response was, well, then do it in the dark, for heaven's sakes. You know, yeah. uh, you, you, the, the lighting should be so that people can see the facial expressions and movement of, the, of whoever is doing the presenting. Usually that means at about a 45-degree angle up, and about 45-degree angle from the sides. It doesn't need to be showbiz lighting. It can be too bright. It needs to be comfortable. Uh, and, and the speaker needs to be seen. Um, the, the sound needs to be set and handled and all of the feedback issues taken care of before the program starts. Right. I go to the soundboard before each of my shows, and I do hundreds of shows across the, the world and across the United States. I, I, I have folks that go to them and tell them, here's Ken's habit. He uses the mic for sound effects. Occasional, occasionally, he still makes the mistake of using a handheld mic and moving it away from his face. When he does that, please, please, do not turn him up. He's going to bring it back at some moment, realize he's made the mistake. So let him suffer. At intermission, I will remind him to eat the mic, and we'll go on from there. But sound is so critical. Sight is so critical. I still go to places where they put the words to songs on the screen so small you can't see them. Yeah. Or, or white against the yellow background. Unreadable. Put them up there so we can see them. And if you're part of a technical team, please practice enough and, if you're, and, and coordinate enough with the worship team so that you're not searching for wherever they went. Right. You know, you're, 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 keeping, you're keeping up with it on the screen. And consider this, that sometimes it's possible to make so much going on at once that nobody's getting anything. Um. All kinds of fancy video going on. Um, uh, there's times when that is so appropriate and so powerful, and, and other times, uh, other times when it isn't. Too much, yeah. Okay, so I know we've gone a, a little long today. I do want uh, us to kind of wrap our discussion with the application process of score. Could you give me a couple of minutes uh, on application? Uh, I'm not sure I understand your question. Okay, so the, the, the application portion of the score process. So maybe like uh, our time management, um, the, the outline uh, stage, using uh, humor in communication. Like, can you, uh, you, you deal with this application section in your book. Can you give me a couple minutes on, on how to apply everything that we've, that we've learned so far in the score process? Okay. I would say that you never, and of course we can provide this for you, but that you never, you never step to the platform without knowing, first of all, what is my objective and what is my rationale. That you have memorized. You don't necessarily have to manuscript the whole thing. Here's what I do for new messages. I manuscript the whole thing. I do not take the manuscript with me to the, to the platform. Mm. 
Otherwise, I'm searching for that such, um, uh, you know, that very important word. But I do practice enough so that most of those words will be spoken, and the ones I forget, the audience has no idea that I've forgotten them. Right. But I do memorize what are the opening words I'm going to say. What I, I should be able to tell my story without telling it word for word. I memorize my transition, and I know what each of my rationale and the supporting illustrations are. I don't need notes to tell a story, but I need sometimes to be reminded this is where that story goes, and it only takes a glance. The application is that if suddenly you forget what the next rationale is, and it will happen, you move quietly back to your podium or wherever your notes are, you gather your thoughts, you move away. I, I tell our speakers all the time, silence is golden. Panic isn't. <laughs> There's no reason to panic. Just go, look, find out where you are, and then move back and continue your message. Always know what your call to action will be. How do you want people to respond? In a persuasive message, that will be uh, what the next step they can take to implement what it is you've just persuaded them to do. In an enabling message, it may be persuading them to go out and start these steps now so that they can, they can uh, experience the results that the that the uh, directions or instructions or whatever it is that you gave might be helpful uh, to them. And then following that, for you to review what you've done, watch yourself. Um, we, here's what we do in terms of gestures, for example. We in, people uh, encourage people to watch their video and and one time run it through fast speed you will discover the repetitive gestures so fast. We had a melon juggler last night. We just finished one of our conferences. And he juggled melons, his hands slightly upturned, and back and forth they went, uh, I mean, up and down they went. Uh, and it was like he was juggling melons during the whole thing. What does it matter if he's got a good message? It matters that his gestures are distracting. The pacer... Suddenly, people just get tired of watching the pacer stomp back and forth across the stage. Um, if you watch that in fast motion, it's hilarious. You'll die laughing, and the next time you start to juggle a melon, you'll think there's a proper gesture that should fit here <laughs> other than this one. Either that or just relax and allow my hands to rest on the edge of the pulpit and, and speak until I get control of this. Mm. Practice in front of the mirror so that you can see yourself. Right now when I'm doing this interview, I am, I am in a quiet place, but I am standing. I'm not sitting down. I'm not, I'm not lying down in a bed. I'm not sitting in a comfortable chair because I know that my communication changes when I can express myself. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then just review that and never be satisfied. Never, ever, ever be satisfied that... I'm successful now, so I don't have to do anything. I've, I, I've, I've achieved. The day you say, I have arrived, you have. You've got one foot in a very shallow grave. It's mm. good. Well, Ken, we've been through a, a marathon of content, man. I, I really appreciate it. We're so grateful for just everything that you, you've shared with us. And I, I want you to tell us about Dynamic Communicators International and the SCORE Conference and how we can get involved in those 
in those efforts for you? Yeah. Well, I have a website, KenDavis.com, and we have a website, ScoreTraining.com. And uh, from there, you can find uh, – we're having another conference here in Tennessee in October. Um, if, If you communicate with us in any way through any of those channels that you're interested, we will send you information. Or if you just keep an eye on that website, you'll find information wherever you see the word SCORE, S-C-O-R-R-E, of where our next conference is going to be um, uh, and, and uh, the dates that it's going to be. We have the book, Secrets of Dynamic Communication, that's available on our website. We have uh, online training of our, of our um, SCORE conference. Uh, we have materials that allow you to train other people. We even certify trainers. So all of that is available. We would be happy to hear from you. Uh, anybody who is very seriously uh, interested can uh, contact uh, Joy at KenDavis.com or Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at KenDavis.com. And we'll get you information right away, and you'll have a person you can talk to and, and move forward. The only reason I don't encourage you to call me is because I'm 71 years old, and I don't even remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> You'll get your best service from these young people who have helped me. And and all the content that we've shared over these episodes is is available in that book that you mentioned, Secrets of Dynamic Communication. And uh, we'll definitely put uh, links to the SCORE conference, the book, Ken Davis's site, all that in the show notes page for this episode. Uh, so be sure to check all that out. Check um uh, you know, everything that they offer is just incredible stuff for, for communicators. So, Ken, thank you so much for your time today, sir. You're very, very welcome. It's been a delight to have this conversation with you. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media training. Whether you are one who speaks only on rare occasions or if you find yourself addressing an audience every day, Ken Davis's book, Secrets to Dynamic Communication, will be an invaluable tool for you. Beneficial to the experienced pro as well as the new beginner, Secrets of Dynamic Communication is a practical and effective handbook for powerful presentations of all kinds. It takes the reader through the process of selecting and developing a theme, giving it focus, fleshing it out, and communicating well with an audience. The first half is devoted to preparation, and the second half of the book is devoted to the delivery of your talk. Author Ken Davis is frequently hired by individuals and companies around the world to bring his humor and expertise to others in the speaking field, and he is now bringing those concepts to a wider community as well through this book. No abstract theories here, only step-by-step help in preparing and delivering speeches that get results. Secrets of Dynamic Communication, available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. For additional resources for you and your team, including links to Ken's books, how you can register for the SCORE conference next year, also how you can pick up his book, Secrets of Dynamic Communication, All that and more is at thechurchmediapodcast.com. You can click on episode 155 for all the show notes for this episode, thechurchmediapodcast.com forward slash 
155. Next week on the show, I'll welcome Christian music recording artist Tiffany Lee, better known by her stage name Plum. She has a brand new album out called Beautifully Broken and a film of the same name releasing soon. We also talked about juggling family and ministry, and she spoke directly to worship leaders and performers. If you lead worship in any capacity at your church, this is a great episode to check out. We'll spend two weeks with Plum, then Ryan McCormick and Jason Diba from Passion City Church will be stopping by. That's all on the next few weeks of the podcast. And thank you for listening this week. Be sure to rate and review our show on iTunes if you would. It helps us rank higher in the iTunes database and gets this content out to more churches around the world. If you would, do us a favor and do that. And go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. The Church Media Podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media and produced by David Michael Hyde. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com.